0: And it is the top of the hour right here on the Morning Machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. And it is a Tuesday, but not just a Tuesday. It is a tasty Tuesday of sorts. Yes, we are going to the food today. Yes, for the foodie in you. It's Tasty Tuesday on the Morning Machine and this is the actually the first of what could be several Tasty Tuesdays moving forward and I actually interesting story I had a conversation with the person that's sitting at the mic right now I'll introduce in a second but it was a funny conversation because I Stated this to them. I said, I want you to be the first to do a tasty Tuesday and look where we are. It's interesting how manifestation can come about so quickly it was. And it's only been a few, a few weeks, a couple of months at least, but still it's manifestation, and that manifestation has now become normalization. So let me tell you about Miss Wendy Edu. I did say it right, right? Yes. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I did it twice. Yes. Yes,
1: thank
0: you. I, I got it. But she has such an entrepreneurial spirit, and it's fueled by deep-rooted commitment to sustainability and community stewardship. And, of course, beyond the culinary prowess, she is a fervent advocate for locally sourced ingredients and eco-conscious practices, which are very important because health is wealth. You better know it. And so she's done so many things, but there's one thing that stands out. And for the foodie in you. You need to expand your horizons in Cuisine because we are speaking about one, Kukue Cuisine. Now, if, you, if you're if you not familiar, you're going to get familiar today. If you've been listening to The Morning Machine, they were here in April, and we spoke on Kukue Cuisine because they had a African naming ceremony. We were speaking about that on the last interview, and so today it's, Is about the food on Tasty Tuesday on the morning machine. I would like to proudly welcome back in Black Business Month presented by Situations Media Entertainment. The one, the only, Miss Wendy, and do good morning to you.
1: Morning! Good morning. I am so excited to be here. Good morning. Thank you so much for the introduction.
0: Absolutely. I do it all the time. And I do it differently every time you see me. So that's how it's done. But for those listeners who weren't with us the last time and they're new to the morning machine, we're gonna take it back to the old school. Let's take it to Union Square. I like to go back to the beginning of the journey. What cultivated your passion for cooking once
1: again thank you for having me um, my mom is the best cook i ever known.
0: the queen mother
1: that, no my my biological mother oh gotcha yes um she passed five years ago
0: oh but wow.
1: growing up i am the seven of eight children mm-hmm. and my mom could make anything i mean anything and everything from scratch gotcha Ketchup, mayonnaise, think about it, flavorful food. Mm -hmm. I had friends that would come to my home and, excuse me, they would eat stuff that I thought was very normal in every home. Mm -hmm. And then when I grew up, I realized it was just my mom's recipe. She made stuff up. And um, unfortunately, a lot of it was not written down. Mm -hmm. But um, coming from an environment like that, you always... You don't even have a choice. Whether you like to cook or not, you're pulled into the kitchen. So fortunately for us, all my siblings can cook, including my brothers. My brothers can all cook. I have a brother who's a chef. Nice. Um, Yes, my sisters in England, they are also um, professional caterers. Nice. So cooking, generally, I would say is a gift for my mom. And also, um, I have a project management background. Mm -hmm. And I was in healthcare for 14 years. So I'm very health conscious in terms of... Um, making sure there's a balance between what you eat,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and also um, not just because it it has to taste good, but it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be fatty. Right, so right. we use natural organic products in making our f- sauces, and also try to modify the taste by eliminating the salt so- the salt components by using natural herbs and the flavors from West Africa mainly.
0: So. Kukue Cuisine, so it has a meaning. Speak about that meaning of Kukue Cuisine.
1: So yes, that also goes back into where I'm originally from. Mm-hmm. I'm from Ghana, West Africa, and I'm, I'm from the tribe called the Ga, as in G-A like Georgia, right? Uh-huh. The Ga tribe, when we say Kukue, it means food that is cooked from, um, from the pot. Kukue is pot, but it's not just pot. Mm-hmm. It, is, it, it means cook, food cooked with a lot of love from home. Mm-hmm. And it natu- naturally means that home good cooked food and the flavors is not just what you put in there. It, it, it's a composition of the people that are sitting around singing whilst the food is being made. It's the kids that are excited and they can't wait to eat it. So there's a huge difference between buying the food and the food being cooked from home with a lot of love. So that's what Kukwa is about.
0: Nice, nice. And by the way, shout out to our Ghana listeners that are tapped in this morning. And um, this is not the first time through Black Business Month that we've uh, spoken on the Ghanaian uh, culture. We've had uh, the celebrity stylist Smully wear on uh, we also had Adrian Quarter and Bill Woodger, uh, who are um, out in Ghana with B Snip Barber, Barber Lounge and Academy, and you know they're building a school. And I want to kind of touch on that for a second before we really take a deep dive into the food, because the United States and Ghana, we're definitely working. To bridge this gap, and we're making that building of that bridge, it's getting faster and faster, and we're really beginning to connect on another level that most of other parts of the world cannot get together. So, speak on the importance of us bridging that gap between this land and the homeland.
1: Thank you. Um, I I would say it's very. Um, it's very essential that not only do we connect, but we are very intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Because um, for a long time, maybe back in early 2000s, I used to work in Ghana tourism,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we will have Americans come for Emancipation Year every August. A lot of Americans visited Ghana. Mm-hmm. But when you visit Ghana as a tourist, and when you visit Ghana, when a Ghanaian Hold your hand, or an African holds your hand onto the continent, there's a difference. Mm. So the difference is, it's not so much what we're giving back. People think sometimes you're going back to fix the continent.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Africa doesn't need to be fixed by foreigners. Africa needs to be fixed in the collaborative efforts by Africans and whoever is willing to help. Mm. So when we see the effort in the African-Americans' desire to visit the continent, especially in Ghana now, what can we do as Africans who understand our needs better? Because if we have a disease, nobody knows our disease until we get diagnosed. But we cannot be diagnosed by somebody who doesn't know what we're suffering from. So mm. we know what we need. So mm. if you go there to solve a problem and you're not in a collaborative effort with a Ghanaian or an African, mm. you, you think you're doing something great, but it may not have the effect that you're trying to achieve. So... As Kukwe Cuisine sets its efforts in the North American space, part of what we do is for every dollar we make in the year, we contribute towards the Queen Mother's Foundation, the Queen Mother that was here, we Uh come to her foundation. She's building um, a recreational um, camp for Africans in the diaspora who wants children, who wants to come back and learn the language, who wants to... Take something away from the continent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's about time Africans tell their story, and yeah, not absolutely not others telling our stories. So there are so many different ways by which the collaboration as efforts, as you see, you mentioned, can be enhanced, mm-hmm. and we are in the middle of it by using this um, our cookware cuisine space. For any african American who is curious, some of the people that went through the naming ceremony are going to Ghana. We have one nice. going yes we are going we have one going next week she's going for a home award festival, which is um, a celebration of farming uh-huh. in the in the tr- the Ghana tribe so mm. years ago, our ancestors it's just like thanksgiving mm-hmm. they're giving back, but we we have um the celebration is like a week-long celebration, and she's going to participate in that with the assistance of the Queen Mother.
0: Nice, nice. That is absolutely awesome. And it it is great that you brought that up because last time you were in studio with the family, with uh, uh, Queen Mother and your husband, Dr. Edu, and also you, you, you had Hannah here as well. You had the whole entire family in studio, and we talked about the naming ceremony and we're we're now getting the update of how it went and how impactful it was to now have people making the trip over to really get that experience and it's just it's very important to our culture to make sure that we we get that done and not just get get a visit done but make sure that we are making a difference as well Yes. And these are things that you do on a regular because this is home. So with that, there also comes culinary yes. exploration yes. because the African dishes have d- such diverse and exotic ways of taste. So speak about the level of culinary exploration that also goes into the culture.
1: Yes. So we, our food is very unique. Mm-hmm. And especially it is unique because we only eat what we grow. Mm. You know, in America, you can find anything. Some of a lot of the vegetables are not originally from here. Yeah. So you can eat anything around the year.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But in places like Ghana, it being very tropical all year, there are certain vegetables that we can't necessarily grow. Mm hmm. So it's not just Ghana, but a lot of these West African um, countries have the same climate as Ghana. So our food is very similar because, like I said, we grow what we eat. Mm-hmm. But what makes, it, what makes one dish very different from Ghana to Nigeria sometimes is the, is the flavor. Mm-hmm. And we call that spices. In America, most people say spices and they think hot. When we say spices in Ghana, or in Africa, we don't mean hot. When we say spicy food, we are talking about food that has a lot of different flavors that you can actually taste, Mm -hmm. but you're not able to say, oh, I know there's maybe um, um, cilantro in this. Right. It's a mixture of different flavors. It's like a perfect blend. Yes. So that fusion is what uh, your palate chases. You're like, I want that. Mm. But you can really place what it is. And sometimes to the only time you can get those authentic flavors is to go to a Ghanaian or African place like Kukwe Cuisine.
0: And you know, it's it's interesting because Kukwe Cuisine has had a journey because its journey starting out as a takeout business to its future vision as an upscale full service restaurant and bar. So speak on that journey of development and what challenges did you have to overcome there?
1: Yes. Um, like I said, we're beyond food. Uh, uh, the reason why um, I resigned from my job to start this is to bring the culture to North America. Right. The, the culture that has to be told by Africans. Right. So it is also very difficult because people look at you and they they know that you haven't done this before. So landlords are very were very hesitant in renting us a space. And we just don't want a space. We want a space that can add in telling the story. Mm-hmm. We want to have buffets on Sunday afternoons where there's a saxophone being played in African tunes. We want to have games and fireside stories being told by different Africans about their experiences. So right. that also means that we are looking for a unique and particular space. Mm-hmm. So it eliminates a lot of other places that we could have had. You know, we just don't want a corner store and just be passing food or a food truck. Yeah. So the challenges in 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 initially seemed like a challenge, but it actually looked became a blessing because it allowed us to think outside the box. So what do I mean? We were able to take our business to other places. We did a lot of pop-up events. Uh So if, the let's say, the plan was to have it in Marietta. Rather than being in Marietta, we were able to have pop-up events in Roswell. Mm -hmm. This allowed us to extend our market to people that ideally would not know about us. So it also extended our brand immensely. Mm-hmm. We can talk about the um, pop-ups and create reels and use Instagram to market, that use Eventbrite to market our event.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: By not having a, an actual space initially, like mm-hmm. I said, was very frustrating. Right. But for us, we we also used that um, hurdle to change the face of the business. Mm-hmm. And we we're fortunate enough that our customers who... We um, were very excited about the food, we were willing to do pickup and um, um, Uber Eats. So we had a lot of these um, Saturday afternoon drives where people would just pick up the food. Mm-hmm. And the feedback was amazing. So it helped us to also narrow down to our actual menu because it created, um, we were able to get in real time which of our menus were more popular and what we should be doing more often
0: got it got it and you know it's just so interesting that you know you've been on this journey for for a while and now it has uh, manifested into where it is now it's just absolutely amazing and you know speaking of the blessings of it all um and as as i said speaking of the blessings of it all because there's Pride and identity. Now, there's some heartwarming stories of how Kukue Cuisine has become a space for individuals of African descent to embrace and share their cultural experiences, just as you described. But speak on the importance of being able to share those stories, because there's a lot of us that don't understand the Ghanaian culture and how that is important to our lives here in the States.
1: Yes, thank you. We, um, when we have events and we ask people to bring their friends,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and most often than not, every African knows some, somebody who may have some African origin, like an African American, mm-hmm. but never been on the continent. Got it. A lot of these people that will show up are people who are curious and they're open-minded to learn. What that also does for this African who is very excited and very proud to share their culture is that they have a collective. They have a community of people who have different angles, you know, because a lot of sometimes people think that – they say, oh, Africa, right? Africa, the fifty-four countries in Africa,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and North Africa is very different than West Africa. East Africa is very different than South Africa or Central Africa. Mm-hmm. And then when you take the even the areas out, you're you're talking about individual countries, right? Mm-hmm. And when you take the countries out, you're even talking about individual tribes, and then when you take the tribes out, you're talking about individuality, right? Right. I have siblings, we have some similarities, but we are very different people. Mm -hmm. So when we come together, the whole focus is to identify with what you identify with. There's not a generic story that this is the way Africa operates. There are different fibers of the African culture that is very unique. Mm-hmm. When you go to Kenya, they have a Maasai culture that has very rich culture. It's very different from the culture in Ghana and in, with my Ghana tribe, you know? Right. So even as an African, I'm still learning. I am very fascinated. I have a desire for the African culture in, from different African countries. You know, So when we meet, what we, what we get from it is that a lot of different people from different African countries bring in their unique experiences. And then the African-American who is not somebody who grew up on the continent has the benefit of learning from all these different people mm-hmm. through our music, through the food, or what we wear. So the culture, it, it, it's like you, you want to talk to, um, like you, you, you are a student and you want to learn, but you get, and your specialty is maybe in the science, but you mm. get into a classroom and there is the math mathematician in the class, the biologist teacher is in the class, the chemistry teacher is in the class, the right. physics teacher in the class. Mm. So you are not just learning maybe about physics, you came there to learn about physics, but you end up going home with a bit of all of that.
0: Awesome, awesome stuff. And, you know, I want to have some fun with this food at this point because, first of all, I need everybody to tap in to this website right now so you can just have a glimpse of what Kukwe's Cuisine has to offer. So I'm going to give the website before she can give it. (laughs) I'm going to spell it out for everybody. K U K U E cuisine spelled with a K K U I S I N E dot com. Yes, I spelled it out for you when you get there and you see. These are phenomenal pictures, by the way, on this website. Thank you. And it, it should, it, it, wow, I, I, I need you to, I'm going to have you describe the plates that I'm seeing right now on this website because you cannot help but see the background on this website and be like, I want to go, I want to eat now. What What's on the menu? And you actually have your menu up there, but there's certain dishes that you have displayed strategically on here which i would like to say are your favorites with maybe they're not everybody's favorite but they're the favorite dishes of customers that you may have brought in or stuff that says you know what this will look good this will look good here but i'm seeing these plates i am seeing this food on here and the stomach is rumbling stomach's rumbling (laughs) but it rumbled the last time, but now that I'm able to visually see it. Wow. So you have, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's jo- jollof rice. Yes, the almighty
1: jollof rice. The yes.
0: almighty jollof rice. And then there's some sauce in the middle. And there's, um, there's I, I can't tell what meat that is on the right side, but talk about that plate.
1: Yes. So our jollof rice can either be, you can have it with um chicken, grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, Is
0: that what I'm seeing here? Yes. The grilled chicken version? The grilled yeah.
1: chicken, Yes. Or grilled fish. The grilled fish could either grilled be... What?
0: F- grilled fish? Yes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm trying not to react so you can finish.
1: Woo-hoo. Yes. And our grilled fish could either be mackerel, um, mm. red snapper, or, or tilapia. And we Africans, we grill our fish with a head. Um, mm-hmm. But you can have it without a head. But yeah. we the delicacy is um, try not to change so much from the culture. Mm-hmm. But we improvise on what people are comfortable with. You know, yeah, when we have hot food in terms of hot, we can have mild. We can have very hot because we know um, people have um, their their palates are very different in terms of what they can tolerate. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, jo- jollof rice has a very huge history mm-hmm. and. Our food, we try to have food on the menu that that can tell the African story. Gotcha. Uh, most of what you see on there are not limited to just Ghana. Mm-hmm. It is mainly a um, very diverse uh, menu. Um, we also want for people, to, we want to simplify the food so people can actually tell what they're eating. Um it is very easy. There's a misconception about what we eat. Mm. So what we're trying to do is make you be able to identify the food before you even try it. Like, oh, I'm curious. At least you can tell there is 70% of what is on the plate, you know what it is.
0: Right, right. And
1: then the 30% is part of our story.
0: You know, it's and it's so interesting. I'm looking at the menu here because uh, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the menu is on the site. And I'm looking at... Uh, dishes like beef suya. Yes. Um and peppered goat. And you could have the jollof rice by itself, you know, uh grilled spicy buttered prawns, y- you know, things like that. And then I go down the list uh, uh, of further those were j- that was just the beginning. The, the entrees Igusi soup and pounded pounded yam. Yes. I mean, secret seafood okra soup served with bank or fufu. Like, I mean, yes. I, you make it a hard decision to want something here. Yes. And and the and and the prices are reasonable. And on top of that, you're getting quite not just only a dish but you're also getting a a, a whole experience and a story with that dish how important is that to make sure that they they know the history the culture behind the entrees that you serve
1: you know if COVID did a lot of damage to community and society Mm -hmm. but what COVID taught us and entrepreneurs like myself is that people realize how short life can be. Absolutely. So it created a desire for people to learn as much as they could and Mm -hmm. enjoy their experience, enjoy their environments to the fullest of their capacity. So what we do with our food is we have fun with it. Um, Like you said, the menu is very big, Mm -hmm. and we also know when people are trying to experience these things, African food you eat, a little bit of it and you want to go to sleep okay <laughs> so yeah yeah so what we do is we serve the tapas um we do different um piece and beasts of different things so one can actually experience at least three menu before they leave mm-hmm. and that also makes you want to come back because the next time you come now you know what your favorite is and then you can have that as an entry
0: mm hmm yeah so i like the way you do that yeah, yeah.
1: the um the igusi for instance is very popular in nigeria ghana and um cameroon
0: yeah uh do, do, don't don't get me wrong where i heard where i first heard it was on family feud africa with steve harvey okay I, I, they it, it was explained by one of the families on that were uh competing on the show and it was explained but it was a very short, wasn't very detailed. It was just trying to explain to Steve sometimes with, you know, with the accent and all of that, he, he, he you know, it can be like, huh, say it again. <laughs> and you know, it, it, be, it, it becomes the, the humor takes over rather than the actual explanation. So, you know, it's important for us to know what that's all about.
1: Got you. Don't worry. I'll tell you. Egusi is very is very rich in protein and vitamins.
0: Mm. Nice. Uh,
1: when we make the goosey soup, we use different assorted meat, mm. and that gives you different flavors because you spice you season your meat, uh-huh. and the sauce from the season you use it as part of your soup. So you get to retain all the juices from your seasoned meat, mm-hmm. and we're talking different meats, so they have different flavors, Right. right so when right. they all clash. That's the beautiful flavor that you get from it. Mm. But the main ingredients in the goosey soup is a goosey. And a goosey is the local name for melon seeds. Ah, gotcha. So the melon seeds is blended with a lot of different vegetables. Mm-hmm. We, and then we use um, vegetable leaf. You can use either spinach or cassava leaves. Any greens that um, tickles you, you can use that. But <sighs> what we have... Mainly, what we do is we use the spinach, which is more very um, popular and acceptable by many. We try to, um, like I said, decomplicate the food so we can tell people what they're eating and they don't have to think too hard, you know. Mm, but the goosey, gotcha. yes, a goosey and fufu is one of our p- popular menu. Mm-hmm. The pounded yam and the goosey is something that most people want to try. And gotcha. I know there was. Um, there was a challenge on YouTube that or TikTok that people were learning how to eat fufu. Um, the only <laughs> sad part to that is that I see people eating fufu with their left hand. For me, mm, that's a little much. <laughs> <but> <laughs> that's
0: a bit much, huh? That's a bit much. But why but, is it a bit much though?
1: Because you know, we eat with our with our hands mainly, our hands are fork. It, it adds to the to the experience and it, it makes you enjoy the food better. But I'm not used to seeing people eating fufu with their left hand. You know, there's... <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the only thing that I'm trying to encourage my people. If you're going to eat fufu and you want to enjoy it, especially if you're going to take a video of it, try use your right hand.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> there's your tip, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Yes. If you're going to eat fufu, especially if you're going to capture it on video, yes. use your right hand. Yes. Okay? Just, will, just do it. That will help you go viral sooner than using your
1: left hand. You know? you, there's your <laughs> viral
0: tip of the day, ladies yes. and gentlemen, Radio Land. You just got a gem. Yes. If you're eating foo foo and you're taking a challenge on social media, use your right hand. Yes. I don't care where you have your phone propped up, keep the left hand free. Yes, right. Your right hand is where you're supposed to do it because that is the correct way yes for the culture yes. okay so and, and you know what's sp- speaking continuing on the culture because as we said before and we keep saying this time and time again throughout this interview kukui cuisine is more than just a restaurant it is bigger than the food, food. because you also have a commitment to education by deal de- de- by basically collaborating with local schools, community organizations, cultural institutions, and the like. So speak on creating those partnerships that allow you to spread the culture.
1: Yes. So um, education, as we know it, can be formal and it can be informal. So yes, we talk about our formal education partnership is an example of that is with um, Kennesaw State University. Um, the culture and the African Studies Department of Kennesaw State, Mm -hmm. we have a collaboration with them.
0: Last semester
1: we did, um, um, this summer we did a teaching cooking demonstration on their campus. So we cooked jollof rice. And I don't know about you, but the story about jollof rice and this argument about either Ghana makes the best jollof rice or Nigeria makes the best jollof rice is, I think it's overwhelming. And for me, the only way I shut the argument down is jollof is about who made it.
0: Ooh. Okay?
1: So if you Shut really,
0: down. Yes.
1: So if you want to know the best jollof rice, just taste Kukwaku's in jollof rice. Yes. That's all I'm saying. Okay? Because it's not about which country it's coming from. Okay? When, if my 10-year-old niece cooked jollof rice and she's from Ghana, and a 25-year-old woman from Nigeria cooked jollof rice. I'm sorry, you can compare the two. My 10-year-old doesn't have experience. She can look on YouTube, look in the book, and she will not be able to make best jollof rice compared to the 25-year-old Nigerian woman. So jollof rice is about who made it. So mm. I, I will stand by my jollof rice, get into any competition, any day. Facts. Yeah, facts, yes.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Yes.
1: So it is the flavor that makes the difference. And our flavor is directly from home. It is the, if our secret recipe, we can give you the recipe online, but you have a missing piece, and that missing piece is for you to have it. You have to have it from Kukwe.
0: Hey, I like it. I like it. And you know, in, in even in the midst of that, uh, you 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 know, I know we kind of went off about the jollof rice, right. but still, you know, you've got those partnerships, you know that where you're able to offer workshops, presentations, cultural exchanges, and what have you to spread the culture. So how has that been coming along, and where do you see that going within the short-term future?
1: Yes, so um, going back to the educational part, we have cooking classes that people can join. We have one that is upcoming in September. Nice. And, yes, and sometimes, like I said, people are just tired of eating the same things, mm-hmm. and they're basic stuff that you can teach people within 20, 20 to 25 minutes, right? right? So we, this one, we're making, we're teaching people how to make our red sauce gravy. Our red sauce gravy is the base for jollof rice. You can use it for a lot of different things. You can eat it with potatoes. It can be a week-night um sauce that you can have that you can eat with pasta you can eat Mm -hmm. with rice any kind of rice white rice curry rice Mm -hmm. um onion rice you know um you can eat it with rice and peas we have different um, staples that you can eat with this red sauce Mm -hmm. so that's one of our informal way of education another one is when we have our events um like the um, buffet the buffet is to teach people because we help people to understand the stories behind the food mm-hmm. like the rice, for instance is um our forefathers when they fought on behalf of the british government when they went to second world war was they the british people didn't know what to feed them mm-hmm. so they they knew that the africans ate a lot of rice so what they did was open um like fresh tomatoes and right. just pour that on the rice for them to eat mm-hmm. and when you mix that together it looks red so when mm-hmm. our ancestors came back home And especially these were men, you know? Mm. So the men actually originated the deloitte rice. They brought their experience back Mm. home. And then over time, we have perfected it by adding different things, different spices and flavors to it, you know? Mm. So the education is when we meet, the part of our education is to tell the stories behind the food, you know? How the food came about, how we originally started cooking it, what has modified over the years, you know? Because... As um, we learn more about uh, food hygiene and health, right. we make adjustments into some of the things that we used to eat. You know? mm-hmm. So this is also part of the education with our people. You know? um, rather than using salt, which a lot of people are trying to run away from, we educate people on how they can use some of these local spices. And Kukwe has spices that we sell. So
0: if mm-hmm. you just want to take home
1: and make what we do,
0: go right ahead and try it nice 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 and you know this this has just been absolutely awesome just to hear not only the evolvement of the restaurant but also the evolvement of your community work your outreach and continuing to bridge the gap um and let's you know we're building the bridge yes and we're writing the vision and making it plain yes. on both sides. Yes. And like I said, this is not and we're we're very instrumental in that and in, um, in bridging the gap between the Ghanaian culture and us here in the States. And, and it's just absolutely amazing. The information that is given in these interviews It's just we, we find out more as Americans each day that haven't been there, but need to go. I'm one of them and yes. I, I haven't been, and I need to go. And I've been yes. <laughs> shout out to Adrian quarter and Bill Woodger of, uh, be snipped, uh, Barber lounge. And, uh, you, you can find them on Instagram and we are the diaspirans. um, yeah, they've, they've been very instrumental about bridging the gap. And they're also, uh, Bill Woodger is a Morris Brown alum as well. So they've, they were instrumental in doing that. And the fact that we've had three interviews speaking on Ghana throughout black business month has just been absolutely phenomenal. And there's always some gems of wisdom when we take it, Across the world to to Ghana and speaking on the culture, the rich history and how the culture continues to move forward. And not only that, how we can be further involved. So it's just absolutely amazing. And, um, you know, I thank you so much for coming through. But final question for you is. The important one. Where can people find, follow you, connect, and most importantly, take in the food at this phenomenal restaurant? And you know you're going to go home sleeping, so don't fall. So, so if you're going to if you're going to go to Kukui Cuisine, you might want to have a designated driver because you're going to have what is known as the itis. You are going to be sleepy. So you're gonna need a designated driver. You're gonna need someone to drive you home because the food is just that great. So tell everybody kindly where they can find, follow you and visit your restaurant.
1: So thank you so much, 102.6. Um, the situation. Well we we can be found on all the social media handles on Instagram we are Cooker cuisine mm-hmm. and on Facebook we are cookware cuisine. Um, our website is www.cookwaycoucine.com. We also have um, our phone number is 404-438-3985. 404-438-3985. And like I said, on all the social media handles, it is Kukway cuisine. Um Our address is 2640 uh, Maguire Drive, Northwest, Kennesaw, and it's three zero one four four um we have great reviews on google people i bet they do yes i I bet you do yes we it is not easy as a small business to have 5.0 reviews you know and we are so proud that we keep our customer service experience up, so that we have repetitive customers Mm -hmm. um we have a lot of google reviews and we also have um a exciting events we are not just about the food cookware the food is a default a cookware it, mm. it is about the culture
0: absolutely the culture is what it's all about please visit please visit please visit and make sure and um <laughs> we have visitors but anyway no hello to you guys but anyway with that said um. Thank you so much for being on uh, this morning. We really appreciate each and each and every time you come in, it's just some rich knowledge that you give us, but also it's more exciting to be, to be excited about the food. You know what I mean? Yes. But keep in mind, Kukwe Cuisine is more than just a restaurant. They do outreach They want to make sure that you know what the culture is really about. It's not about what you eat. It's bigger than what you eat. That's right. Absolutely. So thank you once again. You were going to say one more thing?
1: And you can join our group going to Ghana this December. Ah! Yes. And I will personally make sure that you have a blast. You may not want to come back. Okay? Uh, Oh. it's a direct invitation
0: oh this see. December.
1: yes oh. We, have a, we have a group going to ghana and uh-huh. i would love for you to join so you can have a first-hand experience you get to talk about it yourself okay mm. so let me know when you make up your mind
0: you know what no no my mind's made up i i, <laughs> I just need to get what i need to get to get there so with that I'm putting something in today. Let's go ahead and get it, get into it. So, yes, yes. yes because I want to go and I also I also promised our other guests that I'm going to make it to Ghana. So, I all three of our Ghanaian guests, right? Yes, have asked me the same question and said. When, are you, when yes. are you coming? When are you coming? When are you coming? When you get here, we're going to have this. When you get here, we're going to do this. When you get here, we're going to do this. Yes, yes. We have you already- have now been the third person to say that to me. So we are now in complete manifestation. So That's December right. is, is the date. Yes. Uh, so, so folks... Come back in the new year for the morning machine. You're gonna understand. Uh it's gonna be quite refreshing. So, yes, and it's gonna be moving. So, cannot wait. So, I need to get I need to get me together so I can go. So, with that said, once again, thank you so much for being on the morning machine on a tasty Tuesday and giving us giving us the taste of Ghanaian culture. It's just absolutely amazing. Remember, cuisine and i'm gonna spell it out for you you are going to the website i'm spelling it out k-u-k-u-e k-u-i-s-i-n-e kuei cuisine.com you can look at the menu but i promise you the pictures are going to be the menu before the menu gets there okay so when you see these plates like this joe love rice that's sitting right up here on my, in front of my face right now and i want it so badly it's going to, it's going to deliver for your taste buds and you already know what's happening so with that said go ahead and tap into the website do what you do and make sure that you visit kukui cuisine today all right once again thank you so much and of course We are definitely in a tasty Tuesday. And of course, we thank you for making the machine a part of your daily morning routine. More music right now. It's the morning machine.